0: Hi everyone, it's Ben, and welcome to Filibuster. We forgot to record the introduction last night, so here I am. This week won't be our regular silly nonsense, as there are important things we felt we needed to discuss. The silliness will be back next week, but for now, here is our interview with Chris Adui Atcham.
1: Even for a soccer podcast, there's really only one topic we can start the show with this week, and that's the mass demonstrations across the country and around the world calling for an end to police brutality, and to recognize that Black lives matter, that Black lives matter. Listeners to this show know that Jason, Ben, and I stand in solidarity with this movement. Our guest this week is Chris Dewey acham a D.C. United defender, a native of the DMV, who's been out marching in the streets and a lot more. And Chris, welcome to Filibuster. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, I wanted to start by just giving you the floor because you've been out marching and, and organizing with, with DC United, among other things during this. And I wanted to just give you the floor to speak, uh, on your experience as a
2: black man in this moment. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. So, uh, growing up as a black man in America, um, you know, it's, it's just different. Um, me always having to be very aware of every situation and surrounding that i'm in at all times and uh just being aware of who's in a certain place you know what i'm wearing uh you know like just a climate of a, a room that i'm in and things like that um who i'm with Uh you know every move i make has to be calculated you know in large part because of because of my race and you know how I might be viewed by somebody else who might not look like me and you know it's uh it's a it's kind of it's draining and exhausting and you know I think I can speak for uh most black people who live in this country that you know most of us do feel that way and you know I think a lot of people are are, are just very tired of it you know as uh, the generations before us were and I think now everybody is really trying to take a stand, uh, so that our, the generations after us don't have to deal with these same type of things. Um, you know, so as for the, as for the protests, you know, it's something that I went back and forth on, uh, for a couple of days. Um, if I, if I should go or not, you know, because mainly in part, uh, of, of my uh, history with cancer and, uh, according to my doctor, being a little more susceptible to uh, contracting to the COVID um, COVID-19. So, you know, that had me, uh, had me take a step back and think about, you know, going or not. But, you know, at the end of the day, I definitely felt that I had to be out there. Um, and, you know, I, I'm so glad I went, you know, it was a very powerful moment to attend. Um, as you guys might know, I went with, uh with Bill Hamid, you know, who's been very vocal about things going on right now in this country, and, you know, just going together and uh, protesting with, you know, all the different people out there, all different backgrounds, races, ages. You know, it was really beautiful to see and very powerful. Um, You know, I'm I'm so glad that I went, and uh, it was a powerful thing to see, and I think it's... uh, I think everything that's transpired, you know, will lead to a real change. Uh, for me, I have been a little bit, uh, pessimistic about this, you know, cause we, we've seen this before. Um, and that's what history has told us that, you know, something, a uh, black man or woman gets killed and, and murdered in a, in a way that they should never have been. Um, but, uh, you know, they did, and there's a little bit of outcry, actually a lot of outcry, And but you know, eventually things die down, and people go on to their normal lives without any real change happening, and, so, you know, I, I just hope that this isn't the same case, and it, it feels different, um, especially being out there in, in the city um, over the last weekend, you know, it, it feels like real change is coming, but... Uh, you know, there has to be real, real actions taking place. And, you know, I hope that that is the case. And it's going to take time and a lot of hard work from everybody and everybody coming together. I feel like, you know, uh, black people all realize that we need, we need help from, from others, from other people who don't look like us. And I think those people are, are realizing that and stepping up to the plate, um, in order to create real change from all these uh, racial injustices and systemic oppression that black people have dealt with for, for hundreds of years.
3: Uh, Chris, I've I've been, you know, thinking about this and thinking about there's a kind of a, you know, geographically you and I are from You're you know, you grew up in Mitchellville, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And you went to university of Maryland. I grew up, in Crofton, which is geographically not far from Mitchellville and all. I went to the University of Maryland as well, but our experiences, me being white, you being black, have surely been just radically different. Um, And I was wondering, you know, just speaking on this region, um, what are some of the experiences you've had that uh, maybe the other white people you know from the team, from other teams, just in general, um, that maybe – their eyes aren't open to
2: yeah that, that's one thing that I, I have thought about um me being from PZ county uh very affluent and uh, uh majority black county um i probably had dealt with less than than people who live in a, a majority white area um, i feel like but that doesn't mean that i haven't dealt with racism in my life um I, uh, you know, dealt with it in, in a lot of different, uh, various forms, but probably I have dealt with it more. Uh, I, I do seem to feel like I, outside of this area, that's when I kind of seem my I deal with it more, but I have, you know, different hard runners with, uh, with cops in this area, uh, even just down the street from me. Um, but you know, just... Growing up, I I, I played for a soccer team at Bethesda. And just going that 45 minutes, you know, I would see more things, more, more acts of racism, uh, just in terms of me being in a store and being followed and, and watched more uh, closely. And, you know, people asking things like, uh, are you supposed to be here? And just things like that. But uh, growing up in PG County, my, my my first prior experience was uh, my first tryout for local, local, uh, travel team here in Bowie. And, you know, I, I tried out, I was, uh, probably the best player there, but, uh, didn't make the team. It was an all white team. Didn't make the team. Um, the only reason why I did eventually get on the team is because, uh, a guy who I came from a previous team to that trial with, his dad spoke out and said, why don't you bring Chris on the team? He's way better. He's twice as good as my son. He can actually have my son's spot. And the, the only way that that could have been explained was was my race. And I, at a young age, you know, I didn't fully understand until I got older and was able to talk about that with my with my parents. But you know, that was probably my first run in. Uh, you know, simply because of my race, I wasn't able to make the team and who knows what my life would be like today if I never played on that team and just stopped playing soccer. I, I probably wouldn't be a soccer professional soccer player right now. And who knows what I would be doing with my life right now. So there's something so small like that just so someone knows. But, you know, that could have had a total impact on how my life uh, ended up. But, you know, I, I've had things with the cops um, such as uh, I think one thing where it's coming out right out of my neighborhood. Uh, I was going to take a left turn, driving in the car with a couple of friends, you know, listening to music, taking a left turn. And there was a, a cop car that pulled up to the left of us with two two white cops making the same left turn. And when the light turned green, the cop car just took off mm. and sped down the road. And as we took our left, too, uh, we were just driving normal, uh, driving limit, driving speed, and I think a couple minutes down the road, we see this cop car. We couldn't see it till we actually passed, but they were behind uh, some trees and bushes to the side off the road, and we passed, and we saw them, you know, make a U-turn and go back, but, you know, they were just there waiting for us to be speeding so they could, you know, stop us and uh, maybe take a look in our car, whatever, but you know, just expecting the worst out of us only because of the color of our skin. And, you know, those things have lasting impacts on people. And uh, you can see a lot of people now talking about how whenever they they see a cop car or see police officers, how they have to tense up. And it just shouldn't be that way. But, you know, that that is what history has taught most of us. And uh, most people have had unfortunate, you know, events like that with cops.
0: So Chris um we saw uh DC United's uh a physical statement at at the stadium this week they they uh painted uh black lives matter on the uh field and uh, talk to us about what uh, what that meant to you and how is DC United as an organization really uh trying to support uh, Black people in in the District of Columbia?
2: hmm Yeah, so... Um, I, I was actually with Bill getting ready to go for the protest uh, the day before. We, we did the painting of the field, and uh, he had gotten a call from uh, Jason Levy, our owner, uh, explaining, coming to Bill with this idea, um, and, you know, right away... We thought it was a great idea. We added our own little input, and kind of what we wanted and stuff like that. We would like to see as well. And you know, uh, you know, Jason made it happen. And um, but you know, I, it it was great. It was a great day painting. You know, everyone coming together to make it happen. The the players, staff, owner, even some of the supporter group uh, coming out there. And I know the staff. You know, they spend a lot of hours. Day before, you know, prepping it and planning it and mapping it all out. So, you know, I appreciate that as well. But, you know, it was a big gesture from uh, Jason and the organization, you know, really voicing and showing their support of of the black players, the black players on the team. You know, uh, the black staff members. You know, there's the fans as well, and also you know people who who work at Audi Field on, on game day you know, a large majority are, are are black as well. And, you know, I I said this before, I I think this might be, you know, a microcosm of the bigger picture, uh, you know, on the largest scale scale, it's going to take everybody and everyone coming together to make real change happen. And, um, you know, if someone, I, I think if someone like me wanted this to happen, you know, it might take some time or it might not get done at all, but, you know, someone like J- Jason saying he wants it done, it, it, it gets done in a day, you know. And, you know, that's just, just uh, kind of what what it takes, you know. Um, everyone coming together, but some people with the real influence, power, you know, and privilege, uh, we, we need those voices. We need that help, and we need that assistance as well to, to really change, our society and and things like that. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I I really appreciate it. I really appreciate everybody who, who worked and came together to do it. And, you know, I, I think it sent a great message and, but at, at at the end of the day, um, it, it is just a, a gesture. Um, but there has to be some, some type of action as well to go along with it. And, you know, through my talks with, uh, Jason and with Ben, you know, that's definitely the plan. This is, this is just, uh, this is just one step. Um, and you know, as Ben, been, I've talked to Ben he's saying what's next, what we got to do next. And for me personally, I would like to see it be, you know, a real collaborative thing. Um, that's, you know, the owner players, staff, coaches, supporter groups, you know, uh, everyone's kind of coming together, uh, voicing what they want want to see change and what they can change in our, in our communities. You know, uh, for the better of of, of the of the black people in our communities, and coming together and really making a change because we can have that impact. You know, as a as a big professional sports club, um, I think we can do some great things in the city. Um, so you know. I think that's what,
0: what what it's going to take and I think we'll, we'll make it happen. Yeah. And, uh, uh, speaking to that, uh, obviously Jason Levy and, and Steve Kaplan, the other, uh, primary owner are, are very wealthy men and very wealthy white men. And have they said anything to about like real concrete things that they want to do as extremely wealthy white men?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the only thing I, I got the chance to talk to Jason about is, you know, I, I don't even know, uh, you know, he, he really wants to that information out yet, but he, he does have, uh, at least one concrete thing set up. Um, okay. and, and I, I, he, he, I, to talking to him, I know that there's going to be more and that we're going to be doing okay, more great. things. So I, I don't have a, you know, full answer yet, but there's sure. definitely fair, 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 Mm-hmm. Chris uh, as
1: far as concrete steps our listeners can take um, we, we know we, we wanted to take the opportunity here to, to amplify your voice um, and to try to amplify more black voices during, during all this. Is there anyone uh, a, a speaker, a writer, an artist anyone you would want to point our listeners to and any groups that you might think deserve their support uh, financially or through volunteering or, or that you just want to shout out.
2: Any specific groups? Um, me personally, I, I do not have any, anyone that I would like to single out uh, right now. Okay.
1: Moving on to the soccer field, we now know that MLS is coming back with the aptly named MLS is back tournament down in Orlando uh, starting next month. Um, we'll talk about that more in another episode. Uh, but Chris, since we have you here, I feel like we should ask you how you're feeling about the the league coming back to play and, and
2: what's going to go down in Orlando. It's around... Um... And first of all, I think everybody's excited to be back playing um you know there were some tough uh tough discussions getting here, but you know I think everybody is glad that we are getting back to competing again um but yeah, you know, just through talking to the team and you know I our group today, you know we really wanna go down there and and win this whole thing. That's our mindset. I think everyone in the locker room believes that in their heart. And, you know, that's what we want to do. And it's not gonna be easy with the long layoff. Not too much time being able to prep uh, properly, but, and you know, the heat down there will play a big factor. And also the the mental side of things, you know, being in that uh, environment, isolated for, for so long. But, you know, everyone's looking forward to it, to getting back playing, and you know, I think we can we can do a really good job down there
3: for sure. Uh, Chris, looking back on you know, um, with your recovery from cancer, and then last year having, um, I think it was a, a hip, if if memory serves, a hip injury. Um, you, you came back, and then it got kind of put on hold again. Um, but then against Miami, you got out there. Um, how do you feel gearing up for this? Do, do you feel like with the break has that been a maybe a positive in a way, or has it been um, you know tough to maintain the the fitness that you had right at the right when the season hit its uh, pause?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, for me, uh, I going through preseason, um, participating all the preseason, fully healthy, participating in every practice, every game that was my first time in my four years uh, being able to do that, you know, so that was big for me, uh, playing in the second game of the season and, you know, helping the team see how that went. That was also good for me. So uh, for me personally, everything was kind of just building up and trending the right direction. Uh, but with this pause and, and, uh, with everything going on in the world, uh, of course it, it's been a little bit harder to stay in shape. You know, I haven't been able to play much. Um, i I think I've been able to keep up some type of fitness with the program that's the weekly programs that they had set up for us, and you know I did a good job of following those with all the runs and stuff like that, but you know I haven't played been able to play too much soccer you know with the social distancing rules, so you know i've just been I've been able to do some techniques and stuff on my own and allowed running uh weekly but You know it's hard because uh soccer fitness is different and playing is a different type of feeling uh, as opposed to running around the field or anything like that Um, but you know we've been back for about a week or so and you know it's felt good and hopefully we'll be able to go into full training now uh hopefully by this weekend um so you know, I think everybody's looking forward to that, and looking forward to building and being able to play soccer again. Because you know, it's been a long time, and so yeah, for me personally, I'm just looking uh, ready, looking looking back, and looking forward to getting back to playing and everything. Well, I know we're
1: looking forward to to seeing you and the the team out there, and obviously we're all. We're all rooting for you and and the rest of the guys down there in Florida. Chris, thanks for coming on filibuster tonight. Um, can you tell our listeners where you where they can find you online?
2: Oh, thank you uh, guys so much for having me and you know letting me voice how I'm feeling right now in this climate that we're in in this world. But uh, yeah, I only have a Instagram account and that's Chris underscore. That's O D O I hyphen A-R. There's no hyphen in Instagram, but O D O I A T S E M. Find us at
1: blackandredunited.com. We're on Twitter at blackandredu at filibusterdcu. Uh, send your emails to filibusterpodcast at gmail Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Mostly, tell a friend about the show and and uh, spread the word. Thanks for listening. Uh, for Jason and Ben, I'm Adam and we'll talk to you real soon.